See, I think the one guy who can really kill us is O'Garan. And uh, probably like the greatest monster player of all time. Like, I mean, we all, the grow up, anyone from, from Munster has for O'Gara is just incredible. Like, so I'd love to see O'Gara get a win. Like, you so know. who are you shouting for then? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Joe presents House of Rugby, United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Hello and welcome back to House of Rugby URC. We've been away for the last few weeks, guys, but we're back now with the full crew together and plenty of rugby to look back on. Greg, how are you? Jason, I'm great. Great to be back in the studio. How are you? Not too bad. Don't you miss me? I did miss you, yeah, and I miss Lindsay as well. Oh, thanks. Did you miss us, Lindsay, did you? Yeah. Of course I missed you. The, the gang's all here. The gang's back together. Yeah, well, me sure. and Lindsay actually saw each other at the RPI Rugby Players Ireland Awards the other day. So Yeah, I uh, couldn't get in to say even hello to them. They're crowds of people. Up the VIP balcony somewhere, was it? VIP and just surrounded wave, by, by red, people. Red tape, the whole Not lot. at all. I just and I was to... trying to pay cool. I was like... <laughs> no, I just had to go along to collect Terry Kennedy's award. That's how you know when you're retired and old is when you're collecting awards for other people. I know. I got to collect <laughs> Eve Higgins, one of her four awards or something. So. Yeah. Oh Maybe God, she, she might was... donate a watch to me. She was nominated for everything. Yeah, she did a fantastic season, 17 yeah. 15. So, Eve yeah. Higgins, but I suppose if you're dominating 15s and 7s, like, it's going to happen, isn't it? Has to be done. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what? And you can't even... You can't even envy her. She's just too nice. Mm. That's the, that's the ter- terrible thing. Oh, you got anything else over the last two weeks while you were away from this lovely studio? Um, we had our club awards. So that was on the Friday, uh, last Friday. So that was a good night with Railway Union. So a couple of awards there and 100 cappers. So it was really nice. And it was good to be back out with people, actually. We forgot mm. how long it was. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we had the RPI. It was good. Uh, you were back playing basketball as well, aren't you? Stop. Yeah, I can't move today, lads. I only played a couple of hours ago. Um, I played a Masters tournament, so it was over 40. So I played with the Wild Rovers and... It was good. It was good to be back. I forgot um, my anaerobic training is uh, lacking. So, yeah, <laughs> my lungs are on fire. But, uh, yeah, it was good to catch up with the old school. Great stuff, great stuff. Did you yeah. get anything else yourself? Nothing too crazy now. I kind of was <clears> over <throat> in London for a bit of work, doing a bit of presenting and kind of brand work over there. It was good to be back in the studio. You were in Spain, weren't you? I was. I was over at a wedding over in Spain, so it was lovely. Yeah. Kind of it got good. a bit of a tan, but it's kind of seemed to be fading away now again. Like, what... Uh, Hopefully you'll get it back now in Marseille this weekend. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Stay out in the sun celebrating Leinster's fifster. Look, we'll, we'll get into it. So I know you want to get into it. Uh, we're obviously going to start with the, the big game over the weekend. Uh, top of the table, kind of a Interpol Derby clash. Well, not, not so much top of the table in terms of Munster. But uh, yeah, Leinster C, 35. Munster, 25. Leinster C. Would you say it was their C team? That'd be in a half anyway. I think that the, uh, like, people are going around saying that yesterday. I was at the game. And I was like, people are saying Leinster C team. I was like, that's harsh on the guys that are on the pitch. And I'd say the Leinster guys nearly had a chip in their shoulder being like, everyone thinks we're the C players. So let's go out and just pummel Munster, which unfortunately they did. I was impressed with them. I think the first half was cracking. It was like a really open, expansive game. It was like toe to toe. There was some good tries. Like Frawley's ki- like cross kick for Penny's first try. A minute, a minute 25 in the clock. I was like, holy lord, this is great. Uh, then Jack O'Donoghue who's obviously he's up for a try of the week uh, one of the nominees so I just thought it was a great game and I actually thought myself with the youth that Lenser had put out I was like maybe their inexperience would tell in the end and yeah we closed out like Rory Lachlan's try the build up Lammer was back his footwork like all I could picture when I was watching the game was like you know like the noise of a car like <laughs> speeding off again I was like wow he's back so I yeah, I just thought we, we played with no inhibitions and I think maybe maybe the lack of experience and they've nothing to pitch against, they just didn't really play within themselves, just kept the script and plugged away. And It's just such a strong squad, you know what I mean? Like They've got 50 guys there that are just, and unfortunately for Munster, as we saw against Toulouse and as we saw against Exeter, when they've got the majority of their top names available, they're a good team at times and they play some good rugby, but... Peter O'Mahony having him missing the weekend like as we saw when he went off against Toulouse made a huge difference Yeah, uh, Munster can't really afford to lose those three or four players the three massive players are missing yeah. Peter O'Mahony Byrne who gives yeah Byrne was missing and Delande was missing yeah they're three massive players I know we're clutching at straws here no, no, no but it <laughs> should do but you're right you're right like, Leinster, like, Leinster can do that Leinster can lose a Henshaw or they can lose a Van der Fleer or they can lose a Doris but yeah. the guys they've got coming in are, are we need our best guys playing if we're going to beat yeah. Leinster yeah yeah. yeah. Well, um, but I think with the Leinster everyone's saying B team C team whatever it is the second string guys 
But you have to remember, week in, week out, these guys train against the Leinster A team. So mm. They're used to going up against the Josh Van der Fleers, the Johnny Sexton's, the Gary Ringroses. So like their level of training is just mm. so much higher than every other team in Europe. Mm. Every Tuesday, every Thursday, there's two in Lancaster screaming at them. So you have to remember, these guys are unbelievably trained. They, they definitely weren't worried going up against no. Munster, like, you know, just go out and perform. And they also had nothing to lose as well, which is a very safe place to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They had their home quarterfinal. None of them are probably expecting to get into European a final team so it's like let's just go out and play and they did they absolutely did and they looked like they were enjoying themselves do you know what I mean some of the offloads um, I think McCarthy's offload as I said for the O'Loughlin try like he's like being held up and he still had the confidence to just look and like you know move the ball Max Deegan as well just on the cusp of being tackled unbelievable yeah they, they were really confident and they looked like they were enjoying themselves but I think it's testament to, to Lancaster and Leo Cullen now to be able to keep a squad of 50 men happy uh, that when they come in, like the likes of Edburn, who's, you know, sat on the outskirts and he comes in and he does a job. like He was given captaincy as well. Uh, yeah. Which is like, kind of cool. You know, then you've thrown and it's over 200 and odd caps, Devon Town are the same thing. So they come in and there's no drop in, in standard or calibre. No. So to keep that level of intensity and investment for 50 guys is, is I think, testament to the culture that they've built. And I know we kind of chuck this around, but you know yourselves have been in high performance. Like to keep all the egos happy, you're like... That's good. Like, it is good. Yeah, they're definitely doing something right there. Hugely. Yeah. I was in really, really impressed with Jordan Larimer as well. He seems to be back to where he was when he first broke onto the scene. I could only remember, what, he made about 13, he beat 13 defenders, I think, on the weekend. But what I remembered was his try in Tone Park. Do you remember when he ran around the whole Munster team and scored in the corner? And Zebo chased him down. Yeah. And just about... Just kind of, that, was, that was his moment when he broke onto the scene like, and no one knew much about him. Like, exactly. just did that and you're like, whoa. That was back then <laughs> and now he's back to do it in that yeah. form again, which is so exciting for Irish rugby. Like, who do you drop for him? But who I'm do sorry, you drop to, like, for, for like, I mean, you don't drop Peter King at Leinster or Ireland for him. You look at the wings, James Lowe is playing the best rugby of his career. Matt Conway is still there. Matt Hansen's still there. Jimmy O'Brien is still there. Balakun is there. Balakun is still there. An informed Larmer and you can't even get him in the... Like, is he... Will he go to New Zealand? I think you have to. Now that you have the two Maori games as well that's mm. fin finally been confirmed you've got five games over New Zealand you're probably looking at like that's like a, a Lions tour essentially like you're probably going to bring a squad of 45 players maybe yeah but I, I think, think now just try and adapt his game I'd like to see him a, a full back and then obviously he gives an option on the wing so mm. that, that that you know he's too string to his bow there with that but yeah. what I did like as well about him yesterday when he he made like he, he ran over 200 metres you know he beat so many what, over 13 13 defenders 13 wasn't defenders it? Beat, yeah. um normally we've seen him where he's made that break and he's done all the great work but then he's kind of got isolated and turned over the ball but he didn't do that yesterday and I was mm. like okay this is a man who seems to have taken his opportunity yes he's come of edge mm. and I think that was key yesterday because obviously um, like Ken Dellen and, and you know your back row was still very good you still some turnover specialists there that were on show yesterday so I was like if this well gets isolated all that good work's down the drain so I thought yeah I was impressed with him I was impressed with Scott Penny as well he, he's another guy who he was out there in the wing. He got a, he had a nice finish. Normally, he's just like bundling himself over. His chop tackling, I thought, was credit. Yeah. Ryan Bart, like what an athlete. Yeah, Scott Penny did take his try very well. Baird had another unbelievable game. Yeah. I was really impressed with Kieran Frawley until he went off as well. And I was like, okay, here's a little chance for us now. Kieran Frawley's gone mm. off. Just brought on another unbelievable Leinster player. Like, it's like yeah. you just can't compete with them. Yeah. I think though when you look at the game as a whole, like, you know, I mean, Murray got that lucky try just off the half the time, but then they, they got that penalty try and then that second try. And as soon as they went behind, the heads dropped. And, you know, Leinster don't have to win this game. Like, Munster needed to win that game to get a home quarter final. And now they've got to go up to the Kingspan to take on Ulster. But yeah. for your heads to drop in the last game of the regular season, when you're like, it's not like they all of a sudden were 20 points behind. Like, they were only a score behind. Yeah. And they just fell flat and they were kind of like, okay, we've lost now. Exactly, well, especially yeah. when they had more stake. What yeah. did you think of the penalty try? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. Kind of harsh. It was kind of harsh. And yeah. Niall Scannell then going on, going off was like he's again one of the more experienced players. It's your hooker. You know, your set piece was probably key to beating us yesterday. You know, when the game was open and expansive, it suited Leinster. Mm. Uh, but you probably needed to. Well, I know. Listen to Marcus Horn on the commentary. He was he wanted like Munster to speed it up, but I think game management when they need to slow down when we were close, you know, in the twenty two or close to the Leinster's line, then they would have needed the big guys. Mm. But yeah, I think yeah. Munster started well as they came out with the Jack O'Donoghue try, which we'll see later for try of the week. We have Mike Haley had a really good try, really, really good smart. Pick, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But then, as you said, when, when Leinster tried to get their two or three scores, there was just complete lack of energy. Yeah. It seemed like the Munster lads didn't know. They were all looking at each other. Who's going to take the ball on here? Murray yeah. was taking two or three seconds at the rock, looking for someone, shipping it off to like a Jeremy Lockman, who's class, but like, do you know what I mean? That's not creative. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Where Leinster are just so like around the corner. They have their systems. Yeah. They're going. They know what they're doing. And this is the second string team where Munster were like throwing balls on the ground. Yeah. He was epitomized by it. Or is he throw the ball on the ground at one time? Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, and Carberry overthrew it. Well. Yeah, and I was like, God. It's, like, it's like the last time. Remember the time they came out to Stone Park and you were going absolutely giving, giving out yarns about them, like just completely just kind of losing their heads and just going, yeah. all right, we're doing this and throwing passes here and putting these stupid kicks in mind. You're like, yeah. what are you doing? Just relax. Okay, you're still in but the I game. Think, do you know, go back to basics. What's the game plan? Okay, what can it. we do? What can we yeah, do? Yeah, there was one stage I was watching it and I was like, the whole Munster team, all 15 players were on the one side of the pitch. And I was like, as a system in a professional <laughs> team, that never happens. No. Like, that doesn't happen in school rugby. You know, it's like, there's something going on here, guys. There's no one taking the bull by the horns here. Yeah. Just getting everyone chill out. Let's sort this out. Like, I think they just, was, could you say the occasion got to them? Well, I was just going to say, is it, without being now offence, because I know you're like, Lindsay's digging the knife in here, yeah. but do you think it's psychological with Leinster and Munster? No, I, would think, I, I think it's a, it's a bigger problem. It's an, a, 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 yes, there is a certain issue there with Leinster because it's been so long since they've, like, they don't get many results off them anymore. Yeah. But the issue at the moment, I think Johan Rangan is already in bat and he's been in bat for the last few months. You know what I mean? You can see his, his comments stuff after the game. It was kind of like, you know, oh, look, that's how the, the season went. And you're like, all right, yeah. You think it's a Johan Van Graan I problem? think it's, 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 a, it's a problem where like, you know, there's, there's a lot of issues there. Like, there's, there's Johan Van Graan's going to be leaving, Jeffrey Ferreira's going to be leaving, a couple of other guys are going to be leaving at the end of the season. You're, you're, going to, you're going to have a new head coach coming in, you've got a new bass coach coming in, you've got a new forwards coach coming in. Yeah. Sooner this season is over, most you can get back to the, the drawing table in the summertime yeah. and start with a new system and start building up again, I think, because this season is just... I don't think all hope is lost just yet, no, Jason. Oh, no, look, come here, I, yeah. to be honest with you... They have a chance of beating Ulster. I don't think they have a chance of winning the URC if I'm honest with you. I really don't. And there's no point in saying that. Mm. You know, because if you get to a semi-final or a final against Leinster in Dublin, it's going to be the same again. So what's going to happen. Is that how it lines yeah. up if we beat Ulster? I'm not sure on the line, but it's if Leinster gets Leinster have a home quarter yeah, semi and final. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't so see them. You eventually have to play Leinster again. But like yeah. I think Munster have an opportunity to beat Ulster up there. I think Munster have been playing well up until last week obviously mm. we just saw but up that they were getting good results they're playing well they're scoring lots of tries second most tries scored in the league second most points scored in the league as well after Leinster mm. I believe so they're a good team so they could go up to Ravenhill or Kingspan whatever it's called now get the win yep. and then a semi-final URC that's decent enough way to kind of bow out is it? Well I don't know who we're going to meet we could win the semi as well but if it's a Leinster or a, or a Stormers or something yeah. you never know but I uh, think it'll be a tough game you know Ulster were impressive um you think, yeah? yeah. I think they're impressive. I think what it's going to go one or two ways. You know, you have come back off a, a defeat. So, you know, you're either going up there looking for, you know, to avenge that and kind of give, I suppose, two fingers to, you know, the doubters. But Ulster, you know, it's not too long ago since you beat Ulster and Ravenhill, which, you know, yeah, exactly. no one has done. So it's kind of like which team is going to win with the mindset? Because I think it, it could be a good game, but... Yeah, if Ulster have a full team, like I thought Ian Henderson was pre impressive, I think the pack will really match. I think Timoney again had a standout, and obviously we'll go into that game in more detail. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's a hard one. I don't think it's they can get the, I said, if they can get the likes of Dale Linda back for that game, or Manny back for that game, I don't know what the current status is on Byrne and whether he's going to be close to coming back yeah, towards the end of the sure. season or not. We've just got Conway back, Rivera's back the last few weeks. So yeah, if you can get them all on the pitch together, yeah. then maybe I know Snyman's been back training for the last few weeks probably too soon for him to get onto that pitch yeah. into, especially in straight into a knockout game but Jean Klein and, and Jenkins are kind of filling that hole I think for yeah him. Um, but oh, I think, if you got if you got someone like Simon back like that's a different that's a yeah. whole other level you yeah. know what I mean like a, a Snyman or a Jenkins I mean there's a, a World Cup yeah. the two games we've seen him play for Munster and the games we've seen him in the past like he's you've he's got someone like him in yeah. he's someone that can make a huge mm. difference next year if we can just Tip up it. those he, two knees. He, he's a next year. He'd be way too green to come back in. He's not. Oh, a, I'd, say, yeah. I, I'd say next year. I'd say they won't risk him. What's the no. point now after you know such you know such investment in him and he's just been injured since he yeah. arrived. Yeah. So I think yeah, at this stage you you have a good enough squad. You know, with more or less the rest available. Plus, will Ireland have a you know dictate over some of the guys going to New Zealand? Will mm, it's interesting one. Huh? And you'll be happy with this one now. I'm finally, finally going to say Murray had a bad game. I don't think he played well. Hallelujah. I don't even I think he lacked creativity. I thought also the lads outside him weren't helping him. So that's probably why you seem to be like looking for fellas. Probably the haircut, I'd say. 
the new haircut, the V. He's bringing back the V. Surely that was a surely that was a forfeit or something. He looks great, like, but it's just, it's just the V, man. What's that? It was sixteen years old and we had that haircut. Um, Sorry, but, are you say, are, are you all right? I'm just. I was so just, you said he's a bad guy, man. Now you're going after his hair, and his heart's broken. Like, his heart is broken. I don't know. I was asked sitting at the game, and I was just like, "This just isn't good enough, guys." Like, do you know what I mean? And I looked at the bench. I was like, "Is Casey there?" And Casey wasn't there. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. backing up for Casey now. Well, don't come looking for him. Yeah, no, he he got pulled last minute, didn't he? Um, he got pulled last minute. He had a little knock. Like Paddy Patterson came on and played really, really well. I know, but I could see Casey. That's what I mean. Like the last twenty, especially, and I know the argument, but he definitely would have sped up that game for us and just created something. You know, he just needed someone to create something, and I think. You know, I you know my opinion of Mr. Casey, so I think he would have come on and done something. But you know what? These are not over yet. So, will we move on to the Kingspan to Munster's opponents in the quarterfinals? Uh, they came away with a 24-21 win against the Sea Sharks. I thought also were impressive. You know, Billy Burns, I thought was a man full of confidence. You know, he set up two amazing tries with skip passes. Um, for the Larry run out to, to McElroy on the wing and then he um, he got Balakoon out in the wing which got back in and then Hume was on the end of that so um, yeah I was impressed with them and Stuart McCluskey as well just knocking, <laughs> knocking players over like they were kids uh, I thought Timney had a standout game Tom O'Toole as well Ian Hennison were back and I think they just had key players back at the right time I think uh, Sharks looked a bit tired, you know. They had all their, you know, full complement of uh, they had some players. Team they had didn't some they? team. I, I remember like, looking at it in paper, going like the Coliseum and Pippi and all the boys. Like this is it. Like this is about six, seven spring box in their team. Yeah. Like. But well, actually, if I'm right, didn't like for Munster then to ship uh, what fourteen points in the last five minutes? I was like, oh god, which they did, if I'm not mistaken, when they were down in South Africa against the same opposition. They, they, you know, did twenty plus points in the second half. So. Yeah, I think they need to be careful of that if they're the same situation now in Munster for their quarterfinal. You know, if they're ahead, they need to be able to lock out a game. You know, they can't keep playing and just switch off because the two tries they gave away, right, grand for the low one was fine. Um, but I can't remember the guy for the last try, just like like chipped chipped from the, his own like five meter, caught it, <laughs> got it to low, got it back and then ran in. I was like, oh God. But I thought it was a cracking game. I thought it was really yeah. well. Schmeichel, sir. Yeah, I was impressed with him. Yeah, I thought they... they they well, well managed the game. Yeah. And I thought Billy Burns is exceptional at 10. Um, I think the combination of having Billy at 10 and Lowry at 15 is the way to need to go. Yeah. Um, stop messing around with putting Lowry at 10. I think Billy has now nailed it in. And then Ian Madigan on the bench is obviously there. Stuart McCluskey had a great game. He was back to being really just kind of like orchestrating it and defensively. Yeah. He made some really good hits. Like he did the dirty work, then also carried really strong. Himself and Ian Henderson uh, teamed up really well. So it seemed like Ulster kind of had their systems back in play, the right players in the right places. So I'm hoping they don't do that against Munster now in the in the when we go up there. But mm-hmm. um I was also really impressed with Nick Timney again. He's just smashing it. Like the pace he's running at 21 tackles. It. Yeah. 21 tackles. 21 tackles. He's the highest uh he's got the he's top of the tackle charts in the URC looks like and he's really incredible. he was involved in the turnover actually to win them the game, didn't yeah. he? He yeah. hit that tackle. So yeah. he's just um, so nonchalantly goes around about his work as well. Like he doesn't get too like like he's just really really efficient player like, do you know what I mean Goes he's just around. consistent isn't he yeah really consistent but the issue is now as we always say he's not going to fit into an Irish background because there's no space there I think he goes to New Zealand though, I, yeah, I, was think just gonna say. I think he goes to New Zealand he gets some game time but yeah. Yeah, no matter how good Nick Timoney plays you just I mean is he really going to uh, push Van der Feer out is he going to push Doris out is he going to push Conan out <laughs> not really he, not. then you've got Omahani then there as well it's another option like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not he, no matter how well he plays and he's playing fantastic rugby it's just that he's got actual exactly. world class lines ahead of him but these yeah. midweek games against the Maoris I think will be really exciting because you'll have fellas like Nick playing and Hume and all these guys in Lowry who are class like do you know what I mean so we can end up get, getting good wins against the Maoris hopefully Hume yeah. played well and I actually would like to see that that matchup um, Chris Farrell actually he kind of skilled Osborne I thought yesterday a couple of times he really showed his experience so if Diolande is back I'd love to see the two uh, centre partnerships uh, actually, kicking yeah, off Dylan I think they were, and yeah Farrell's coming into a bit of form. Farrell hasn't had a great season. It's only in the last maybe three or four games he's starting to play a bit of good rugby. Yeah. So he's coming he's at the right house. time coming into the knockout stages. So. And Hume was full of confidence as well. Yeah, so, so I'd, I'd like to see the, the competition now. That, yeah, uh, that they kind of had a crack off each other a couple of weeks up over there. Delande and Farrell went up to Ravenhill and played against Hume. I don't know who was the other centre at Hume that day, um, but they, they kind of got the upper hand on them that day, didn't they? When, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully again now. We definitely need Delande in there though. 
Um, he just brings a different physicality, I think. He so, does. And he gets his gain line, he gets your momentum, and he obviously brings that experience to me as a World Cup winner. So of course, I yeah. think he'll be key to how successful your season is going forward. It's going to be a huge loss next year, lads. I know, like, Fikitoa is a, an all black coming in, but as far as I'm concerned, like, I mean, ah, you, you, you'd want to get glasses if you don't think Dale is the best 12 in the, in the world at the moment. Like, he just yeah. says he's he's far ahead of everyone. That's how, that's how good he is. Like, and even my monster don't play well, he's just there. Like, and they just always looks so cool, no matter what he does. It's just. Everything is just. I, I, I don't people people give him enough credit because you're seeing Munster not having a great season. Sit down the next time you're playing. Obviously, there's not that many games left, but you look back on some of his games. Just watch him. Yeah. Watch him for ten minutes. Watch what he does. No, Everything he does, he's just he's just that little bit better than everyone else around he him. He never goes back in contact. Ever. No. Every time he carries the ball, he goes forward. And his ruck, the work. But he's like another seven when he hits rocks. The work he does at the rock <laughs> is a joke. And you only really see it if you're like being a rugby player. You kind of, you'd obviously notice it. Yeah. The work he does, he takes two three like, men at a time. Yeah. Um, so I do think if we're going to go up there and beat us, we need him playing. Yeah, because they'll make, that'll be, like, if you let Timoney get in there, tackles, it, like, they'll target yeah. your breakdown. Did you see when Timoney got that turnover and Sia Khaleesi was trying to get him off the ball? Yeah, he couldn't. And, and that's I when I was like... Sia Khaleesi can't get Nick Timoney off. And mm. I was like... Yeah. I don't think he had a great game, to be honest. I was, I was a little disappointed with him. Like I was, he did. He got caught out in the middle of the mm. park when Billy Burns went straight through, which is mad mm. at his level. But I suppose he, he thought his inside defender was going to get there. But it's still so weird for seeing him as, 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 to be making those mistakes. But we're all human. Well... Yeah, yeah. The, he looked a little flat. He kind of dipped, I think, towards the end of the half, and then yeah, it's it's not like him. I when I thought when I seen their lineup, I was like, no, I don't see Ulster actually winning this. To be honest. <laughs> mm. And you know, they did. You know, they were deserving of their win, but they yeah, were. Um, they played really well. Khaleesi didn't have the same impact he did when they played them down there. I don't think. No, definitely not. Definitely no. not. Uh, move on to Connacht and Zebra. Yeah, uh, just about 22-20 win for Connacht. Not a, not a whole lot to play for there, but I suppose, yeah, Connacht wanted to sign off with a nice win. A lot of guys leaving, the likes of well, Delan, Sammy Ireland, Papali'i, Masterson, Matt Healy's retiring. Funny old season for Connacht, lads. I'm surprised they've finished so low, like because if you look back on it, they've had some really big wins, haven't they? They have, but actually I think they've the most uh, points conceded, if I'm not Wrong. Did they? Yeah, I think so. Um, so defensively, and we've seen that yesterday, there was a couple of times where there's two or three Connacht men against one Zebra and they just don't make the tackle. Yeah. You know, so they kind of ship some poor tries. And I think, again, with the likes of Bundy, Aki missing, uh, Hansen, Paul Boyle, I think was injured. Like when they're missing, and we've said this throughout the season, when they're missing senior players, you know, Irish time, whenever like that, they're really impacted. Um, so I think next season with, you know, Dooley and, and Boron come in. I think they just need to look at trying to be consistent and I think they need to have as much energy and impact in their attack as in their defence because there's no point in having grand, they got big wins, but I think they relied on their scoring press rather than their defence. So if yeah. they can kind of balance it out, I think they'll be more consistent. But until they kind of, a bit like Munster, like you said, if they don't have depth in the squad, um, it's tough. It is tough. Yeah, I was just happy for them that they got the win in their last game of the season, 22 mm. 20, and saying goodbye to all those players. They seem to have saw a lot of social media posts that all mm. saying bye to each other. So, nice way to kind of, kind of wrap up their season. But as you said, Lindsay, they need to look towards next season, build uh, squads around guys like Keen Prendergast, who got Young Player of the Year off the RPI Awards. Yeah. He went out man and just weekend. got man the match again. Yeah. His, his availability is incredible as well at his age. And he played eight. Yeah. He started, what, 20 out, 21 games. So Which he, is amazing. Yeah, he, he had huge involvement in, in two of the tries. You know exactly. what I mean? So, so yeah, him and then they get Bundy back, Mac, Hansen, the two guys coming over from Leinster. So they're going to have a nice squad next year. I think mm. he's just building up again and take the positives, I think. Mm. But thank God they got the win because it'd be so bad losing against Zebra at home last yeah. game of the season. Like, so, I mean, when you look at the league, like someone like Connell, I think the, the minimum goal next year for them should be making top eight. Like, definitely. They're good they're enough well to make top eight. You know, that must be frustrating for Connell fans and frustrating for Andy Friend. Like when you know you're you're good enough to get there, they have the players. As you said, they've made a couple of decent signings for yeah. next year. Yeah, watch this space, I think, when it comes to Connell. And actually yeah. say for the likes of Dooley, like he's not a guy who gets injured. Mm. So like now Adam Bourne now has, has been inconsistent with Lancer with injury, but if they can keep him injury free and as I said, kind of build some bit of consistency, mm. aim for majority of home wins, which obviously they do in the sports grounds, it's a really, really hard place to go. Um and then target a couple, you know, the kind of there's nothing guaranteed now at high level anymore, but yes. you know, um get a couple of scalps. So I think, yeah, I think you're right, they need to be aiming for a top yeah. eight now. They've Josh Murphy going over as well, don't they? Joe, he's a really underrated player. He's um, class. He had a class game the other day. He, his work rate, 
is lying out. He knows his stuff and like that. His attention to detail is just doing the basics really well. And I think yeah. he'll fit into Connacht well. He's, and he's also very physical. He's mm. a big guy, so he can play back row, he can play second row. So, again, I think that he's adaptable, so it'll give them a couple of options with him. So, um, of yeah, course. the best look. And again, I don't think he's injury prone, touch wood. Yeah. That's it. We're great to see Zebra as well playing well. Good way to finish up their season. They had yeah. a couple of good performers. Um, but yeah, nice way for Connacht to kind of wrap up their season. Yeah, yeah. I think Byrne could be a surprise to a lot of people next year as well. He's a guy that I know, he's, you said he, as you said, he struggled with injury, like, but we forget how good he is. If you can get him fit and firing, like, he could be a big sign in for Connacht. Oh, when he came on yesterday, he was lively and he's really, really, like, he's really, he didn't think, you know, he's a big guy anyway, but he's just like bulked. Do you know what I mean? And I'd say with all the injuries he's had, he's just really put on a good bit of muscle. So I think again, yeah, I think it's a, I think the change will be good for him, hopefully. It'll yeah. really kickstart his career again. Definitely. Um, we look at the rest of the results. So we'll do a quick roundup of uh, the poor Welsh sides that are getting battered left, right, and centre again. I'm sorry if I don't, if we have many Welsh listeners, we give you a lot of views, sides, but I mean, oh, I don't know what's going on with club rugby in Wales. There's talks about cutting one of the clubs now again and amalgamations and all this crap, but 69 21 defeat for Cardiff against Treviso. Uh, Ospreys losing, I know they only lost 31 38 to the Bulls at home, and the Bulls are playing good rugby, but that's another defeat. The Dragons losing to the weakest South African team home, 21-11. Scarlets losing at home again against the Stormers. These are all home games. So remember this now. This is four home games that they've lost there. I mean, they can barely scrape a win together. Do you know? And it just, I, I know even Welsh International isn't in a great state at the moment, but Club no, Wales hasn't been healthy in a long time. And I think it's the same for their women's. Do you know, nothing has really been invested back in them. So I think the WR, you need to look at that because... Like you said, it kind of starts at ground up, but it'll feed into the international. And it's the biggest sport in Wales is rugby, like. You know? I know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of nuts. Like I'm I mean, actually quite worried for Wales, like because obviously they're they're top lads. They have their Liam Williams and whatever kind of in the top team that are keeping that together. But they can't keep holding it all together. They need these club guys coming through. And every Welsh club is playing poorly at the moment. Every Welsh club. It's like, what are they going to do in the next two, three seasons? Like yeah. So you said it comes from the ground up, but then maybe because the women are doing poorly, the clubs are doing poorly, that is it a, like a director kind of thing? They need to like clear out the boardroom and get a whole new set of heads in there. I don't know what the WRU is. There's a lot of, what I'm hearing, like, there's a lot of kind of like, I don't know, politics and stuff behind the scenes because like, you have all that crap as well. Like with Ospreys and Scarlet were supposed to come together there a couple of years ago and then you've got this problems with the regions and that's why Cardiff got rid of Blues off their name and stuff. And There's a lot going on there. Obviously, we're not privy to it. Like we wouldn't yeah. know too much about it. But from speaking to Welsh journalists and from reading articles online, it seems to be, it's been a mess over there in general, like across the board for a while. No, but I think the good thing is like, obviously we see like, you know, previous seasons when the South African teams come in, you know, they were poor. Now we can see that three out of four of them now for this season like have have made the playoffs. So yeah. I mean, yeah. um, I suppose hopefully what we can say to our Welsh sisters if there's any, you know, hopefully there's brighter times ahead. But I think right now, I if no, you know, if you don't stop the rot now, yeah. I think it's just going to impact yeah. everything. And it, it kind of has, like you said, Greg, it's impacted across the board, like women's, men's, underage. And if there's no confidence in the WRU, how are you going to attract new players as well? So it's just going to impact them eventually. You know, we might see it this season or next season, but when the likes of Liam Williams and Alvin Jones, you know, they all hang up their boots. Who's going to fill the shoes? Actually, quite scary. I like Wales. Like, I always kind of support them, shout for them. And at the moment, even talking to Welsh friends I have and people, mm. They know it's a problem as well. Sure, like. yeah. So hopefully they kind of have a rejig and they sort it all out like the South African teams did. Because we hate, hate to see those the Welsh yeah. team not performing. Like, yeah, with a World Cup it. coming up as well next That's year. Like. Yeah, and like I said, the South Africans didn't do much and then they go and win the World Cup and then you've confidence and then people are buying in and, mm. then, yeah. and it feeds into everything. And then, you you know, so hopefully, yeah, I think they still have time, but um, the what? sun ain't shining on them at the moment. <laughs> what about the South African franchises, lads? I mean, we, everyone kind of gave out because like, we had such a bad experience the last time with the Cheetahs and the Kings like, and they really, oh, they really terrible, didn't do yeah. well. But anyone that's followed Super Rugby, a lot of people wouldn't have, like people that follow the DRC or Pro 14, wouldn't have known much about them. But, no. you know, we've all followed Super Rugby for years. We know these are the four big boys coming over, but we still thought it would take a bit of time for them to settle and first few months of the season like you know, they were getting beaten left right and centre yeah. I know they were missing a lot of players and they had a tough travel schedule three out of the four teams have made the quarterfinals and they have just run riot in the second half of the season well they were they were impressive like we've seen the results that not what I think we'd only one team won away in South Africa I think it was one or two I think, I think it was two yeah. could be right Connacht won one definitely yeah. Edinburgh had a win down Edinburgh, there that was it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Connacht was the only it. team to get a win down there with all the Irish provinces which is so surprising and they were enough. so physical yeah. they were so yeah. physical um, 
They targeted the breakdown and then when they got breaks, Jesus, the athleticism of some of them and the speed yeah. and the tries. And it was exciting and exactly what we needed um, in comparison to the teams, unfortunately, without being offence to them that we would have had before. But um, yeah, I thought they've really added, you know, and I think that's, it's it'll help. I know Leinster brought down their kind of young guys um, and it helps kind we, of blood them. Yeah, we say that Leinster brought their young guys down to South Africa. The same young guys Munster just played yesterday. And we lost to them by 10 yeah. points. So, like, yeah. the mean South African teams are in really good shape. Really good shape. And I think it goes back to a lot of uh, kudos to Razi Rasmus because he's drawing these top international World Cup winners back to play in their country. And they're mm. training week in, week out with each other, yeah. which, is, which is amazing. All the best players in the world are playing every week, which is kind of scary to think how good South Africa are going to be when I they know, all come, come together. Come time. <laughs> when they come World Cup time. Oh, my God. Yeah, <clears throat> it doesn't bear thinking about because you're kind of... And you're looking at how big they are and you're like... <coughs> Ireland really need to probably, you know, you know, look at what style we can play. Because actually, Ulster opened up, uh, you know, the Sharks yesterday when they kind of drew them in and got little pockets and soft shoulders. But yeah. once we go physically against the South African teams, we're only going to come It's only going to make us better though because we're playing them now. Now we're getting an opportunity to play them. Absolutely. We, how often do we normally get to play South Africa? Do you know what I mean? Like the mm -hmm. actual Springboks. So now you're actually getting to play these Springbok players yep. regularly every season. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're getting a couple of games that can, even the likes of Etzvet and them that are coming back to South African French. So more of them, used to, more and more of them are coming back. Yeah. So like normally, like how often, like when would a, a, a young Leinster player or a young Ulster get a chance to play at Khaleesi? They wouldn't. I know, they wouldn't. Do you know, they wouldn't. They, they don't, only the top, the top internationals will get a chance once every couple of years. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So when it comes around to World Cup, we're not used to playing these big Southern Hemisphere teams. Yeah, yeah. or no, even like Balakum playing at Mampipi the other day. Yeah. That's amazing, like, you're going up against him. That was a nice little battle. It was a bad, was, good battle, yeah. wasn't it? One of the best fingers in the world, like. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. the South African teams have really spiced up the URC because the Welsh teams aren't giving it to us and the Scottish teams aren't really. So South African, fair play to you guys stepping up to the mark. Yeah, and I'd love to see one of them get into the final now, which I think they will. It would be good, yeah. Just yeah. looking at the quarterfinals now. So obviously Leinster have got Glasgow at home. The Stormers have got Edinburgh at home. I mean, you fancy the Stormers are to beat Edinburgh at home, without a doubt. Absolutely. Uh, Ulster, then Munster, which you've discussed in detail. And then Bulls and the Sharks in South Africa. I mean, that game could go either way. Like, so realistically, like, there's a good chance you're going to have two South African teams in a semi. Yep. You're guaranteed at least one in a semi there. Um, yeah. So, you know, it could end up being something. I don't know what way the draw works with the, who, who, who's on which side, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. It could be cool. Yeah, it'd be pretty good to see. In probably the first guarantee season. Leinster will be in one of the spots anyway. Well, so. Leinster have a home quarter final, a home semi final, a home final, and I'm not giving out like, but they deserve it. Like, but you know, it's just it, it's tough to look at, but they're there on merit. Like, and it, you know, maybe I'm to be honest with you. The one thing I would probably disagree with it, and I do think in any final, especially in a, a, a cross border competition. The final should be at a venue that's picked neutrally. neutrally I, yeah. I agree. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I and will agree. And it's on in that Dublin. That. It so happens yeah. to be in Dublin. Like next year, the Champions Cup final is on in Dublin. You know, and if Leinster get to that, like, you know, that's fine. But like you pick it, you pick your you venue that. a year in advance. You know? Yeah, and then, you know. Yeah, it, could be, it, it could be on in Paris, it could be on in bloody Rome, it could be on anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Or obviously, it should be on in one of the countries that uh, plays in the URC. Like, it could be on the Millennium, it could be on the Aviva, it yeah. could be on in Edinburgh, you know, whatever. Because it definitely like gives an advantage playing at home. Your home Just, crowd, you don't have to travel. Like, there's so many advantage, advantages to it. Like, so I think, obviously, within Leinster, they deserve it because they're playing so well. No, I listen, you know? I agree. Just to spice up the competition. Like, Just, and look, if I was a player, I'd be like, yeah, home advantage. But part of me as well is like, you don't want to kind of be playing at home no. if it's a final. You want the atmosphere to be different. And hmm. like, fans want to travel. Like, you want yeah, something different because it, it kind of adds to that event. Yeah, and it the, does. It does. You're right. Because it's, it's an event. Like, I mean, like, look at the Marseille next weekend. Like, you know, I mean, neither of those teams are from Marseille. I know La Rochelle are French, but like, how cool is it going to be for the Leinster fans to all get together? And like, the flights are sold out flying out of Dublin and coming back. How yeah. cool is it going to be for them? Like, go over on a Friday morning and they'll yeah. spend the weekend in sunny Marseille. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you just of, rubbing this in because you're gone? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to be there in a, in a Munster jersey, I'd say, or like, <laughs> in the corner. But uh, it does, as you said, it, it's, 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 that's what it's all about. Like, a final is about going to an event. It's, it's, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's not just a day, it's a weekend trip. Like, yeah. I'm sort of sick of going to the Aviva at this stage. You know what's yeah. weird to see, though, at the game yesterday, it wasn't sold out. I think it's so mad that a Munster-Leinster derby doesn't sell out. And the same when they were in Tommen Park a couple of months ago. Didn't sell out. I'm like, what? People just aren't going to games anymore. This is the biggest game, Munster-Leinster. What do you make of that, Jason? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I don't know. Um, and then you saw a massive crowd at the AIL-1A final. Do you know, just absolutely everyone turned out. So maybe well, people are going back to... One thing I will say, like I was, I was at the, the, 
Munster's game against Toulouse and stuff like 40 odd thousand people made the trip up to that like so maybe it was yeah. a bit of a burnout like kind of like it, it wasn't a huge game to go up and watch Leinster mm. because it was a rescheduled game off the back of blah 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 I know Munster had to win it's yeah. like, it, it, like if, if it was too full a full Leinster team and a full Munster team going at it with something on the line you're having that yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know and like everyone it's like that's I mean it costs money to go to these matches as well like, and travel up to Dublin mm. and, and get accommodation was, sometimes or get a fly back up to, yeah. the price of peak diesel and petrol at the moment lads. <laughs> but I wasn't I, lo- I, I wasn't lucky enough to be at the Munster Toulouse game but I heard the atmosphere was like old times unbelievable yeah. well, I couldn't believe it like at the start of the, at the start of the match they played uh, Zombies by the Cranberries and 40,000 people started singing it do you know every now and then you'd feel that Roy just being roared out <laughs> and it, was just, yeah. as, it was like yeah it was very much as close as you'll get to the old monster, and you're kind of like, and uh, it was so crazy with the penalty shootout and the extra time and stuff, and like, no one knew what to do. And sure, if you add on an extra, whatever, what, what was it, an extra 30 minutes or, of, of injury oh, time, rugby, yeah. so that's an extra three or four points, and as well, like, so yeah. everyone's absolutely, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. it was, it's good. I mean, yeah, I think the fans are still behind them, but yeah, that was just probably one trip too many. Yeah, well, hopefully they travel up to North now in the next, for the next game. Yeah, um, I think they will. Yeah. I think um, you know, Stormers might go in confident now into their um, into their quarterfinals, considering they won the Shield. Yeah, I've got a few winners. <laughs> we've got, yeah, we've got Leinster winning the Irish Shield, South Africa, uh, South African Shield won by the Stormers, as you said. Ospreys winning the Welsh Shield. I mean, sure that has to be positive for Welsh. Sure, they had some pretty cool wild <laughs> celebrations for that. <laughs> For people who don't know, the Shield is the regions, the trophy you get for winning your region. Yes, I mean the top yeah. club in your in your region. So there was the Scottish and Italians were together, obviously, because there's so few of them. There's only four of them, so Edinburgh won that. Yeah, I thought it was, the Leinster guys lifting it yesterday was just so funny. Like, they just not That's that they didn't care, much. but like they just have such other things on their mind, don't they? Yeah, really? like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I think yeah I think they probably overthought this a little bit when they were bringing in the ORC and they want to inject a bit of life and they want to make things more fun. I think that's probably. I think it's something they probably might scrap and probably should scrap because if you're going to do something like a shield it shouldn't just be the highest ranked Irish or the highest ranked it should be kind of like okay who won the head to head like I mean didn't Ulster beat Leinster twice this year so you know Ulster probably could have had a chance of winning the shield even though Leinster finished top because it should come down to your head to head to make it a bit more exciting well like look at the Welsh teams like I'm not being funny they've had like an abysmal season like so if I was the Ospreys no offence I'm like we've had the most terrible season you know, and now we've just won a shield. I think it's just a bit of a... I'm sure they all went out in a bender and had their laugh at the shield. Yeah, right? I, I could see the other side of it. They're like, oh, there's some little shining light, but I'm like... Well, that's it. I suppose oh. silverware is silverware. Like, yeah. I just... Don't I see it being scrapped though. Would you, would you scrap it? I just think there's no real need yeah. for it. Would you I'm ridiculously competitive and I'm like laughing yeah. at this. Like, I would, yeah. I would like win it. You know, yeah. I'd be up against someone for an egg and spoon race and if I won, I would be ruthless with them. So, but this I think is just farcical. There's together. nothing really, yeah, there's nothing to it. Like, do you know what I mean? There must be, there has to be a bigger benefit. Maybe, maybe winning. Saying there has to be something to do with maybe Champions Cup qualification could be tied into it in some exactly, way. Or as yeah. you said, the, or as I said, the interprovincial thing, it, there needs to be something there to make it like, okay, what happens if we win this? Yeah. yeah. Is it any good to us? Mar- 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 eating your cereal out of the shield. Or eating yeah. your cereal out of it, yeah. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> morning or something like that. But I don't know, I don't know. Let's just, I, just, I think we should get rid of it. Yeah. Um, I agree. We will move on to the world news before we finish up, guys. Um, yes. There's loads to talk about. There's a lot going on. Like rugby is just crazy at the moment. Like, yeah, it's fabulous. Building up to, to, to finals and there's sevens on and then there's bloody... Uh, just everything getting announced this time of the year. Yeah. Like, so there's a lot going on. But big one, as we uh, mentioned there earlier, is the, um, it was originally supposed to be on in Spurs' stadium there before COVID, the chance of final next year. But there's issues there again with uh, something to do with the World Cup and soccer and stuff. We don't care about that sport. But anyway, yes, the Champions Cup and Challenge Cup finals are going to be on in Dublin. So brilliant weekend to look forward to because they're really making a big deal out of this now. It's like it's, it's a it's a whole weekend of fun. It's a whole weekend like Dublin's going to light up. You're going to have a Challenge Cup final on the Friday night, Champions Cup final on the Saturday. Hopefully Munster will be in it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great for You know country, what? You're yeah. doing really well there until he said Munster will be in it. Sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> they will be with the new coaching structure yeah, coming yeah. in Munster versus yeah. Leinster Champions Cup final. Yeah. Now I have to keep Second tour is going to try and do it in the <laughs> final to win it. You weren't saying that a little while ago now when you poor deal and you had a tiny deal. <laughs> no, I think it's great for the country um, to have th- that that game coming here. But it's obviously a year away, but it's cool. Cool thing to look, look forward to. I don't think we get enough big events because we're such a small country. Um, and this, I think, it'll be good. We were robbed at the World Cup. We were, we were robbed at the World Cup. We'll never forget that. Right? We'll never forget that World Rugby. You robbed us. You owe us a World Cup. 
Yeah, and we're going to show you how well we can host these finals. Uh, moving on to the, we, obviously we talked about this at the top of the show. You were at the um, the Rugby Players Ireland uh, Awards. Do you know what's really funny? When rugby players, you notice them in their gear, but when they scrub up, you're like, you have to kind of do a double take. Now, that didn't happen with Greg because he's as handsome in and out. What were you wearing now? Oh, no. oh a, who are you wearing? Sorry, Ev- everyone's in their number ones. I was wearing Louis Copeland actually. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Um, everyone looked really, really well in the night. Lindsay looked great. Everyone it was a good night actually. RPI always put on a good show. I have a funny day. story for you though. So Do I wore you? a waistcoat, right? And I, it was it was lovely, but I um, just wore the waistcoat. And Mike Ross, who used coaches at front row, gorgeous man, gave me a hug. There was two buttons and he knocked my button off. Ah, stop. No yeah, way. and that was not good before I went up to collect Eve's ward. So I had to go out to the reception, <laughs> get a grooming kit, and I spent 20 minutes. I did me, yes, ah. stitching my button back on. Mike Ross was your point. That was an aggressive <laughs> hug by Mike Ross. I did he buy your point, he actually, did he? Le- gentle. No, he, he probably thought won. I was gone home because I was 20 minutes trying to sew yeah. my button back on. But <laughs> Josh Van Fleer won, obviously, the men's, and Sam on, and he had an exceptional. Now, yeah. there was a couple of players who had standout seasons for the women because obviously yeah. we were starting and fresh but um, Sam was hugely consistent and yeah. it was her breakout season considering she's um, this time last year she was in, in a Six Nations squad um, and I think she's only taken up rugby within the last three years so um, congratulations to all nominees and winners yeah. but um, I thought think with, with Josh Craig I think, I, think, I think he was the outstanding candidate like, I think yeah. he, that was thoroughly deserved it was it was a tight one it was himself Josh Van Der obviously Hugo Keenan and Mac Hansen yeah. three unbelievable players but I just think Josh it was, uh, Hugo could have got it as well everyone would yeah. have been like, fair enough but I think Josh is he's elevated his he's game just elevated yeah he's just stepped up like, his ball carrying yeah. skills this year this year has just been immense and uh, very deserving Sam Monin very <coughs> deserving as well and she spoke very well in her interview I thought didn't Sam. she she's a cracking girl yeah. uh, I can't say enough about her she's originally a mead woman yeah. Um, so she used to be a goalkeeper, I think. No uh, yeah, for for me, then that's so common G-A-T. with with you, with you girls. You're all just so multidisciplined at the top level. Like, so you playing basketball as well? Yeah, but it's she amazing. was she was saying like when she moved to England, they were like, oh, you know, she was up for a GA team in Brighton, and you know, they were like, you know, we don't have one. Would you play rugby? And she's like, I'm not playing rugby. It's, you know, ridiculous <laughs> sport. And then like now she's picking up a player of the year award. It was gas, one of her stories the other night, and I was like, that's gas. Um, and it is like I started in 2015. I got player of the year in 2017, probably because I started to understand the game a bit more. I wasn't a yeah. Neanderthal now, but you know I'm not a patch on um, on Sam. I thought she her offloads they really missed her against England. Her physicality, yeah, what she can bring in the lineout. So I think it's and the the scary thing is there's so much more to come from her. Yeah, and she's so humble. Um, so yeah, look, can't stuff. say enough about it. The other big winners: um, Keen Prendergast getting Nevin Spence men's. Young player of the year. Uh, we spoke about him already in the Connacht game. He's a guy that he's still so young and he's playing so well. And he said he's so durable. What did he play? So 20 out of 21 games for Connacht this year. He's going to go to New Zealand. He's a guy that's already been in around the Irish squad. I know we've got a lot of back rows, but this guy, there's something about him. He does, yeah. He really stands out every single game. Like he, he like Andy Farrell can't ignore him anymore. Like has yeah. to bring him in. Um, I'm really impressed with him. He's very uh, modest as well in his interview. Um, I think he's originally from Leinster though, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Kildare man. Yeah. I'm not sure. He's kind of a bit like a Tyg Byrne, if I'm not mistaken. He wasn't wanted by Leinster and he picked yeah. up by Connacht and now look at him. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Our, our rugby editor, Pat, was down in, in the sports ground during the week and he was chatting to him and there's a interview clips up on, on Sports Show and seems like a really nice guy. He's very level-headed. Yeah. He's enjoying his rugby. It's, you know what I mean? Like he's... I kind of roared at him on, on Wednesday night. Congratulations. And yeah, he didn't hesitate to take take the time like thanks he, he seems a good guy and I think he's yeah. just gone from strength to strength and I'd be interested to see with competition in the back row the same way as Tyburn he's adaptable you know and I think the second row now has gone kind of you know you've kind of your back five or are kind of all that back row athletic you've, no, cho- you've no choice no though, choice now you to, have to, to be like it's not like you the, gone are the days or I'm a seven or yeah. I'm a six or I'm an no. eight now you have to be like basically probably four, five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Predigas has played, you know, he's played six, he played eight there against uh, Zebra. So again, to have that adaptability uh, at such a young age and to just, you know, throw himself in anywhere. I think he's, you know, bright future ahead. He's going places 100%. Yeah. Kellen Dara, same with the try of the year for that, that try against New Zealand, which was an absolute cracking try. Like, I can still remember screaming at the TV for yeah. that try. Like, it was just for a guy his size to score a try like that it was just and it was such a, a key moment of the game as well it was such an important try 
Yeah. Well, I, what I loved was his legs, you know, like sprinter's legs, the knees were up in front of his chest so nobody could catch his feet. <laughs> I was like, he knows he's away here. But um, oh, yeah, look, another great, great deserving guy who's gone from strength to strength and, you know, has been exceptional for Leinster and Ireland. So yeah, yeah top class. Top T- class. Touching back on the tour, guys, I, mean, I don't know about you, lads, but I am so excited for this whole two midweek Maori games and the three test matches. Like it's like a, a mini kind of alliance or it's an old school tour. We'll with be a up. big 45 players got over and it's and we won't get any sleep because there's so many games so like, yeah but like we were saying it like in the show only a few weeks ago and stuff the fact that because we kind of half knew this was happening but it wasn't officially announced like this is the last real chance to blood in these guys and give them game time because if we were all asleep for two years for COVID it's bloody World Cups next year that's September <laughs> it's the last opportunity really because you're all you've got is, is, is November Internationals and a Six Nations like that's it really like and I think this tour will be key uh, to Ireland and their success not only to who Andy Farrell uses but how he uses the games you know because like you said we've now the South Africans that we're playing in kind of a club level so you get more video of them you can see them You've they're more accessible now. but now we're going to play the team who realistically will be one of the favourites in the world going into that World Cup so um, it's exciting it's exciting for Ireland to get such good competition yeah you know what the scary thing is about New Zealand is that they came up here after like what 18 games in a row or something lost to Ireland in Viva then lost to France over in France then went home and no one's heard anything from them since like they've just been quietly going about their business yeah. and I was chatting to a guy from New Zealand the other day I was like what's going on like no one's talking about New Zealand everyone's talking about South Africa yeah. France Ireland England like revamping everything New Zealand are just quietly working yeah. away down there I'd say they're bubbling no. and ready to absolutely murder everyone in the world for like writing them off like, oh, the the Blues and the Crusaders are smashing everyone in Super Rugby at the moment like so. It's going to be scary man. I think. <laughs> I think it's the same for their women because they didn't have a good uh, tour. They lost to France twice. They lost yeah. to England. Um, they've just gone home to quietly Oh I think they've business. gone home. They've gone underground and they're, they're just hacking the, the Black, black. Oh, Ferns are coming God. back with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> I'd actually be nervous going down there now as an Irish lad. What a challenge though. Like, go up against... yeah, so what, I mean what would you look at as success down there? Like, should, should this be all about okay let's go down there let's have a bit of fun let's get guys blooded in or let's go and try and get a very famous series win and go all out what way do you approach it yeah i think just as a natu- natural athletes like you you obviously know Lindsay's that they're so competitive they're going to want to win like win I, the series, I know what i'm like, saying but, but what, what would be what would you be successful would be would, would we want yeah. to reflect listen go we beat new zealand we got a series win or we want to go do you know what we we got these these guys home and we've got brought this guy through. Is that the way you want to look at what's the success yeah. for us I think as fans? We, I think if we go down there and don't get a win, it would be very disappointing. Like okay. um, I think one win it would be decent, but I think they'd be expecting to win the whole series against them, especially if you want to be in contention to win the World Cup next year. But also I think a big element of it is is go down there with fifty players and come back with their top players not injured. Do you know what I mean? Because you think going down there like a Johnny Sexton going down or your Tyke Burns, Gary Ringrose, you don't want those guys picking up big knocks, getting torn to pieces by New Zealanders. So that would also be an element of it for me. Mm. Go down, get your experience, but like maybe blood the young guys, give them a shot. You don't need to be playing like Johnny Sexton every minute. Like, you know, he's going to be fine. Like, that would be a thing for me to come down. Would you, should yeah. Johnny Sexton be starting all three tests? I don't think there's any need. Like, I actually, I'm not sure I'd even... Is there any? He'll want. He's to gonna. Play. Oh, he. He's gonna Johnny Sexton's go, gonna want to start against like, the All Blacks. Yeah, bring him, but bring him as kind of that leadership role to help blood other players. But like, to be fair, in my career, I got the opportunity as an Eng- uh, through an injury, which you never want to see happening. But if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have had my thirty-eight caps. That's genuinely. Yeah. And the the three I started against were England, Canada, and New Zealand that year in autumn internationals. And I went from strength to strength because it was like someone flicked a switch. So it was between confidence and I finally knew what I was doing. But I think for me, the win down there is to kind of, yeah, bring the 50 players. But I'd be blood and players, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. in Let's every not forget we've never club, won down there either. We've never beaten them in New Zealand. If we got one win, I'd mm-hmm. be happy. But mainly for me, I think, I don't think it'd do us any favours winning that series. Because mm-hmm. I think it's still a, a year out from World Cup. And we I know, love, yeah. like, we love peaking too early. <laughs> we, we do. I, this is too why early. I, think, I think the country would be like, we have won the World Cup. We've put men's on their necks yeah. already. Like, no. look, yeah. at, look at England. Everyone's giving all of England and saying, England aren't doing great, lads. I will put money on the table right now. England will be at a semi final at the very least. At very least. At the very least. And I think right now we just need depth because what we've lacked in every other World Cup when we've underperformed is we've relied on our big players to come and perform. And then when they haven't, we've had no backup plan and we've discussed this with Munster it doesn't matter whether you're talking about international or provincial you need depth of players you need experience and I think Joey needs that time really because if are you still going with the Joey at 10 as a successor no, I'm to, not Joe, sh- to Joey I'm not sure actually I think Ross Byrne needs to go as well I'm not Harry? sure 
Harry seems to be starting to hit a Ross now, which is mad. I think there's so many guys at that second level. The Ross weren't, Harry ben weren't, Joe Wiz, Jack Harty, Ben. There's, and then Johnny's just here. Who's going to move into that position? I know we say it all the time, but I just think Joey is so creative and agile. He's so good at 15. I love seeing him at 15. And that's a good... So we've we've kind of him, Larmer, like uh, Hugo Keane. So, right, I agree with you. I think Joey's better at fullback maybe and we have a couple of more options at 10. Yeah. But how do we filter those we, players we, we through if, we don't, bring, if yeah. we don't bring... We need him, we need him through. We need him to come through as a 10 for Ireland more than anything. For we don't year. need him to come through as a 15 because we have loads of 15s yeah. there and... That's what we need is someone else because I'm still worried that something's going to happen, Johnny, come the World Cup. And if he does, like, Winner. all this brilliant form and all these great wins just goes out the window. Like, if he's not there, as things stand, we're not getting to quite a semi-final of the World no. Cup without Johnny Sexton. We're not. Yeah. Your halfback pairing is key to any team. Mm. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter who we're talking about. If we don't have that 10 and, like, as a player and a, and a, and a fan, like, you're like, oh, God. It's the person who is the playmaker who pulls the strings. And I know his attitude and his interview with Andrew Trimble, I was like, oh God, he's ruthless when he wouldn't tell him the plays. But I've I've been on the receiving end of a 10 where they're like, you should know your SHIT. And I'm like, yeah. I should, but I really need you right now. This was Johnny when he wouldn't tell uh, yeah, Andrew Trimble. Yeah, when he Trimble wouldn't tell Andrew Trimble. Trimble. So he you was don't like, get to the level. What's, what's Johnny's won? Three Six Nations, including a Grand Slam. He's won four Heineken Cups. Might win his fifth the weekend. He's been on two Lions tours, won one of them, drawn one of them. Yeah. He's a world former world player of the year. You don't get to that level. You don't you don't get that good. He's probably will go down in in the echelons, maybe the top five or six out halves of all time. 100 percent yeah. You know, I put him in the top five, to be honest with you. Do you yeah. know? Absolutely, but that's so, that's mean, no use to us now if we don't have a second. That's you know, the issue, yeah. 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 And like, I think uh, for me, this tour has to be that balance. You know, yeah. we do want to be competitive. But I don't think the bigger picture is the world. And I also think the same story with the scrum halves. I think you need to bring down a couple of them. You need to bring down Casey, bring down Nathan Doak. Yeah. I know, I'm starting to change my tone. <laughs> you do I knew it had You've got to be playing your Casey's and your Doak's Nate on there. We already know Gibson Park is absolutely classic. Gibson Park, Not Murray. that old. Murray, like, everyone knows what Murray can do. Everyone yeah. knows what Murray can do. Same as everyone knows Sexton do. I'd even bring Caelan Blade down there as well. I think he's playing really good rugby yeah. over in the sports ground. Those three guys would have to go and play a lot of rugby for me, yeah. I think. To have them ready to go because as you say Gibson Park and Murray they're, go- they're good they're good to go like you don't really need them playing like no. so it'd be interesting to see what Andy Farrell does do yeah. Yeah. I trust him I trust him uh, moving on to the sevens lads yes. we're actually recording the show late uh, on Sunday so we got a chance to, to see it beaten by the by Fiji in the final but they got to the final lads their first final. do you know what their first final result. against I mean to lose to the, the back-to-back Olympic champions isn't all that bad like it's an incredible result it's actually unbelievable and the women have done so well as well yeah. I'll speak about the men first is that it's the best result for men's rugby ever in sevens rugby to get to the final get a silver medal and they played well against Fiji but Fiji are double champions Olympic champions yeah, they're like the best, the best team in the world by like a f- <laughs> and when Fiji decide they want to play they're just you can't beat them yeah. Right, you know? yeah. and the funny thing is Ireland actually beat them last week yeah. in the, like a first round game they went out and beat them so the boys are in really really good shape and I think it's because they've had a big mix up of like coaching staff they have new young guys in um, Terry Kennedy is just probably the best sevens player in the world top try scorer in the world at the moment top carries top He's DHL Impact Player of the Year. He's unbelievable. Jordan, I'm just so, so happy for those guys because the grind they put in for yeah. the last couple of years to now start getting results. And it's every week they're getting the results. Yeah. It's yeah. not just a once-off. Now they're sitting fourth on the table. So I'm actually going over next week to London to watch them play. And oh, I can't wait to see them all. Like, yeah, nice. just, and the women have done really well. Sorry, shout out to the women as well. They've been consistently playing well, yep. getting third, fourths. Um, which is really such a semi final, isn't it? Yeah. So. But they've had to change a coach as well. Yeah. I think, you know, some fresh imp- you know, fresh impetus there with new players and uh they what lost the third place playoff to Fiji to as Fiji, well, which yeah. again another, you know, top top class team. So yeah. huge congratulations to both teams. Exactly. But the women got their medal a couple of weeks ago, didn't they? In, Absolutely yeah. in, in Spain. Like in Spain, again, so. their first um their first final win and you know they've just gone from strength to strength and it's confidence and I think they're probably lucky in that playoff with two yellow cards and that can obviously impact you hugely but yeah. um, I think it's you know especially in a World Cup year you know it's big positives for for the for for everyone so yeah. I think you know it'll be just building on the World Series now and in preparation for what mm. July for the qualification the qualification the over summer and yeah, Rugby Europe um, and because Ireland didn't play in Rugby Europe last year during Covid they opted out of it they now have to go into like the second 
League of the Rugby yeah, Europe and qualify. to qualify to get into the top league of Rugby Europe to so then win Rugby Europe to get into the World Cup. Really? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's bizarre. It, yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. even though they're fourth in the bloody world. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone needs to look at that. It's kind of like a foregone conclusion. It's just a formalities to get through, but they yeah. have to play so many more games now to build up to the World Cup. Like it's be just injury and loads, yeah, but yeah. you know, extra games you can't complain. Yeah. It's just the impact, you know, if yeah. you're missing players. How many so. games? Like if you're over in the World Series, how many games do you pay a day? Is it three or four days? Six games in a weekend, three a day. Three a day. The thing <sighs> is, it's three warm-ups in a day as well. And then it's also the, um, you train during the week. Like it's very, it's a, the load is crazy. Like yeah. it's up like, the top fellas like the Terry Kennedys and Harry McNulty's be covering 30K in a week, easy, 30, 40K. What would you do in between games? Say you're, say you're in your warm-up, right? And you've done a, a warm for every game and say you've played a really big game in the middle and it's an absolute like, Hellish affair. What do you do then? Like while you're waiting around for the third game, like, man, do you like? It's you know, so warm raw. down. Do you it's, just it's relax? so raw. You honestly, you'd have lads sleeping in the dressing room, like you know, really? lying down underneath the bags. Like there's always a place for food, or lying out in literally on the tarmac. Like it's so raw, man. It's hilarious. But that's what sevens is. It's known as the traveling circus. Like top athletes in the world and they just all just herd together people sleeping everywhere um, but that's the beauty of it as well it's just so accessible and so entertaining like so I want to go to one of the tournaments actually they're good yeah. come over next week to London <laughs> I would. I'd love to see them bring one over here I think it's something they were doing really well oh, they made an attempt at it uh, particularly they didn't do it right we had that World Club 7 series that was on in Limerick and then brought up to Dublin for a while like, yeah. but they didn't do it right we were supposed if to we, have the Olympic qualifier here yeah if we yeah. had something like a proper event like the one you're going to next week like mm. there's loads if we had something like that on the Viva I think we'd get yeah. a good turnout because Irish people first of all we love a bit of crack yeah. a day out drinking a fancy dress it's suited, it's suited to us yeah. and you're saying that to get, to, to get a chance to watch proper international teams like to get to get out for a weekend to watch Fiji, Ireland, New Zealand Australia South Africa yeah. I know South the other Africa. flip side is right they're over in Toulouse the sun is shining it just gives it that you know okay, je ne sais quoi you have to give one in June and it's like <laughs> You know, you know that wet rain, you're like... Yeah. <laughs> no, you'd have to plan it. Like, the only time we can host one, it has to be, like, around June. Like, yeah. at least we're guaranteed a little yeah. bit of good Yeah, weather. June Bank Holiday. June Bank Holiday again, yeah. come over to us. I think it'd be amazing. Not even the Viva, the RDS. Like, just loads of places you can host. Amazing. Hotels I all think the Viva would be nice. Yeah, but well, the Viva would be nice. I just like to make sure you'd pack it yeah, out. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. yeah. 50,000, um, I suppose. Yeah. There's a good thing. There is a good like traveling like fan base for this. Oh, like, seven, like, they follow us all over the world. Like we've been to Moscow, we've been to Hamilton, New Zealand. They always come. Like there's Irish all over the world. You see, yeah, so yeah, flock yeah. out. But yeah, we'll learn to the boys and we'll learn to the girls. They're yeah. fine. Great stuff. I'm going to continue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to the uh, big game next weekend. I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Five star. Uh, me, I'm not. Look, Mira, I'm looking forward to it as well. I'm heading over to it myself. I mean, uh, to be honest, like I'm just going to kind of kind of tweak my eyes a little bit, like I'm just pretend they're wearing green because. It's Pretty much 13 out of those 15 players start so for Ireland anyway. So, well, come here, look. You're going to be up for Lansford. It's a funny one, right? For me, it's a very funny one because obviously, like, we need to address the elephant in the room and the fact that the head coach of La Rochelle is La Rochelle is Ron Nogara. I know. And uh, probably like the greatest Munster player of all time. Like, I mean, we all, to grow up, anyone from, from Munster has for Ogara is just incredible. Like, so one side of me is like, yeah, I mean, you got to back the Irish teams. Like, just like, I, I, you know, as I said, most of them play for the national team, yeah. you know, and it's a, it's a fellow province, like, but the other time it's like, oh, I love Tio Garrick and I win, like, you so know. So who are you shouting for then? I don't know, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think the one guy who can really kill us is O'Gara. Do you know, on paper now, looking at, you know, our semi-final against Sluice, we were sublime. Yeah. I watched Racing against <coughs> La Rochelle and to be honest, I think Racing were a bit, they, they shot themselves in the foot, like they could have won it. Do you know, but now La Rochelle, like, absolutely, they worked their socks off, they targeted a breakdown, they got some good turnovers, but I still think Racing had enough to 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 win it. But I just feel like Rona Gara is plotting. Like, we're talking about New Zealand going down under, I feel like he's going to be... He's like. He is going to be consumed this mm -hmm. week and plot, hatching a plan. And think he's going to come out with something, like, does he have something hidden up his sleeve, I mm. wonder? who? First of all, before we get on to that, who do you want to win? Well, I... I just luckily know a lot of the Leinster lads, so okay. I think my, my heart will be with those lads and just Fair they enough. happen to be wearing Leinster jerseys, but I'll be shouting for them. Um, and I think it's the Irish, Just you always got to back the Irish team. Um, I hope Larishel play well and I hope Rog puts up his hand as a coach at that top level, which he has done before. Leinster went over to play Larishel last year in the European Cup and Larishel beat Leinster, so they have the mental edge as well. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what was it, 30? 523? Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, we're not 100% sure with whether or not Tyke Farland's going to be fit or not yet. I think he's going to be okay, but I mean. No, I think this is going to be key. I'm glad you brought this up because we were obviously discussing this for a show. Tight, I don't, as, as good as Lens are and as brilliant as you are, 
you're, you're going to be significantly weakened when you lose Tyg Furlan. Like, Tyg Furlan is here and here, the rest of the tight heads in the world are here. That's how good Tyg Furlan is. Can we mention his pass out to Hugo Keenan? Ah, <laughs> oh, lads. In the, the 30 in metre pass. It brought, it brought tears to my eyes. I was like... <laughs> A he's prop, uh, he's like a 20 like, meter pass like, at full pace. We've never seen anything like him. Like we've never seen a tight like him. I don't think we we will see anything like him for a long time. But as you said there, I mean, if he's out, it's huge. Well, see, even your baseline, right? Your set piece is going to be key. I think they're going to be. It's going to be a war of attrition with T and two packs, and I think whatever pack is superior will have a big impact on the result next week. So not only what he brings in a 30 meter pass to put your, your full back away, <laughs> um, you know, your tie head is your is your biggest paid in your in, in your pack really, because yeah. they're so key to, to the scrum. So I think on a base seven, and then we were we were chatting before the show, like Alatoa will come in, but who'll be, you know, on the bench? Or will they look at maybe Porter starting and then Keen Healy coming in and moving Porter over to tie head? I, I I don't know. I'm just concerned at who the backup is. Just hope he'd be fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah. Let's just pray for that. Just hope people fit. Uh, looking at Lara Shell, then it looks like they're going to have Will Skelton come back in. Like, and Will Skelton is an absolute monster of a second role like that can make a huge difference. He was massive against Leinster in that game where they won. He was probably the best. I think he got a man in the match in that game. I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm not did sure. But did he? So, I think so. he's, he's a 140 huge... kgs. Like, imagine. And he's lost weight. <laughs> oh my god! It's like trying to tackle two men. Like, he's incredible. But, uh, but uh, yeah, but they're 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 missing um Kerr Barlow, obviously the former All Blacks scrum half. Like he's a big loss to them, but they still have EIO West there at ten. So I think they're going to target, as as you as you said, how Munster targeted uh, Leinster up front and it worked for them. I think they're going to target Leinster up front, and they've got someone like EIO West who can sing penalties. He's got some very important kicks from this year in the top fourteen, and that's the game plan they're going to play. They've also got some good backs like as well. So I don't know. I, I mean. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion Leinster are going to win this. No, I don't think so. And I think not. their ruck speed is so quick and that's been key to Leinster's quick game. So I think that's another area they're going to attack is mm. probably try and slow the breakdown. Um, and I'm kind of thinking, like I think, you know, it's cliche, but Johnny Sexton will be key. Um, and I think the forwards will be key, but I think then our backs, how we get that, the backs to the ball. And I think if Lowe can continue on his, his the, you know, the season he's had, I think he will be key. Yeah. To this game next week, but I think it's not going to be down to one, one player. I think it's going to be a kind of knock on a series of events that you know someone will get the accolade of the try or whatever else. But I think also if Lencer can frustrate La Rochelle and kind of manage the game, take the penalties, you know, not always keep ball in hand. Mm. Um, I think mix it up, it'll be better. I think Cullen and uh, Lancaster will have to be as astute in their tactics as as we think Rolagar will be in his. Yeah. For me, for, for me, if I was to have to go up against Leinster, as like Rog's like, how are we going to beat Leinster? I don't really see where Leinster have any weaknesses. Mm. Which, but for La Rochelle, I'm like, oh, you could probably get them. Their back trees aren't that solid. You could ping balls up in the air. They're a bit weak back three. Ohio West, he's a good 10, but he's not that solid. He's mm. a bit jump around and they're missing their nine. So there's a couple of cracks in the La Rochelle team that you could go for. But Leinster, I'm like, where do you, yeah. how do you beat Leinster? Like, I think it's, it'll come down to it. Like, I mean, like, we look back at the last time Linson won it in 2019 and then they had the 2020 dead Saracens yeah. and everyone thought like, you know, it was a foregone conclusion Linson won it but Saracens just came out and bullied them yeah. and it like, just got in their faces like and they won that game and but I think the big thing that's probably going to go up and go against La Rochelle, I know they got to the final last year against Toulouse but Linson, I said, they last won it in 2019. A lot of the guys who are going to be playing this weekend have won it, have been there, have been to the top of the mountain and I know it's a cliche and it's kind of, everyone says it like but it's, once you've done it, it's a lot easier. Well, you know how to win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. winning is mean? a habit. These guys are kind of going in like, oh, we lost the final last year, the last top 14 final last year. It's tough to come up against a Leinster or they're serial winners. They know how to win. And if it gets, if it's a tight game and it comes down to it, like like we like we saw the opposite with Munster the weekend, they're going to have the cool heads. They have the Johnny Texan going, okay, relax, don't worry. We know what to do here. It's an 80 minute game. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Do you know I what I mean? So you, yeah. that's a big thing in, in a final, and it's going to be like it's on in the Stad Velodrome in Marseille. Um, I think it's is it sixty five, sixty six thousand. From from what I'm from, like I'm heading over myself, and there's a couple of little lads coming over from Joe, and they're trying to get flights over and stuff. And there's no flights back into Dublin at the moment; they're all sold out. <laughs> so there's go I don't know how many is going. <laughs> there's got I know I have my flight already, thankfully. But if that's the case, like I'd love to know. Like there must be thirty, forty thousand Leinster fans traveling. Let's. So and that's you know, going to be huge. Yeah. It is going to be huge. And do you know what's funny? Um, 
there's something different about Leinster this year with this fifth star. Like they want it, and actually, I was doing a leadership course through RPI, and on one of room. Huh? Huh? Enough room for fights. <laughs> I think they do. We might just, you know, looking a bit bare now with the old two at the moment. <laughs> uh, we might let loan his one if he's yeah, really struggling still in the next yeah. couple of seasons. But actually, Ryan Bard brought up an example, and he actually mentioned the fifth star. Like it was, it was a kind of random example he was bringing up. But I, I remember it sticking to me, going, like this is weeks out. You haven't even kind of reached, you know. Um, I think they must have got through the quarters against uh, Leicester. But I was like, just in a random leadership course on a Tuesday night in a Zoom, and his example was no. We have set our goal as the fifth, like the fifth star, and I just seen that against Toulouse with the speed. And I think, yeah, I'm just not sure they will be beaten. I know it's kind of it's hard to see them, but I just think there's something different about them, and I think they've managed their players very well, which again is testament to their depth yeah, of squad. Something damn for like, isn't yeah. it? But uh, I think that's all we've got time for, guys. Yeah, it's good to be back, Lindsay, wasn't it? It was great to be back. A great show as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a great chat. I really enjoyed it. Now, hopefully, Leinster get the win next week and bring the European Cup back to Ireland. And hopefully, the London Sevens goes well for the men and women. Um, and also, a big thank you to our partners, Bank of Ireland, proud supporters of the four Irish provinces. And just to let our lovely listeners and viewers know, we won't be recording until Monday next week. So, you will have to wait an extra day to hear our lovely voices and look at our beautiful faces. Thanks a million, guys. Joe presents House of Rugby, United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces.